Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Do you want to do a show about bad romances? <laughs> I'm just laughing instead of singing the song because now we've been talking about singing the song so much. I absolutely want to talk about bad romances because, as we all know, I love terrible drama in my games. Yeah, cue music. And welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. I'm your host who's trapped in a dimension that only appears once every six months, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda, who is in a polyamorous relationship with the big bad, but I'd really like to be dating you too. Okay, well, I think I think that in the opening has given away all the hints of what this topic's about this week. Uh-huh. Um, where did our topic come from, and um, what else do we have to say about the topic? Right, so Quincy asked us on Twitter, how do you do bad romances between PCs and antagonists? We're going to kind of broaden this out into PCs and NPCs as just bad romances because it's delightful. There, I said the secret phrase. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'll be fun for a few minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's episode is brought to you by the words bad romance. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Okay, wow, this is going to get old pretty quickly because what I'm going to ask you to do right now, Definition Panda, is define for me bad romance. I'm not going to do it every time, otherwise it'll otherwise get way too old. Right? If if you've learned anything from this show, right, you've learned beat analysis, right? Like two times is funny. The third time will start to get annoying. It'll come up again later. You know what's really, really funny? This is a complete side note. There is an entire episode of Radio Labs where they discuss the science of humor. And there's a thing where it gets funnier and funnier as you repeat it. And then it's around the third or fourth time, I think it was, that it starts to get less funny. From there, it goes downhill. And then it picks back up again. It goes like it's it's not funny. And then it's funnier, 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 funnier. And then it goes into the valley of not funny. And then it starts getting funnier and funnier and funnier again. Because to tack just, on to your yeah. aside, yes, I would recommend, if you want to hear an example of that from our own show, <laughs> go go <laughs> listen to the Beefness <laughs> episode, <laughs> where it's funny, then it's like annoying because it's like, oh my God, we have we to get the show get done. The show, then it's then hysterical. We can't even, yes. oh my God, <sighs> that episode okay. will live in infamy. Anyway. I need to I need to define bad romance. Yes, you do. So mm-hmm. let's do that. <laughs> I heard that. Um, <laughs> we're going to define bad romance as uh, a romance that is complicated, tragic, and or messy, or any combination of the above. Feel free, feel free to mix them up into any combination you like. Mm-hmm. Um, The key part of this is going to be for our discussion tonight is that this bad romance is not abusive. Right. And when we mean abusive, what do we mean? Um, So abusive 
essentially means there is not consent and your character could not or doesn't perceive a way to leave the relationship, right? Yeah, exactly. So we want our bad romances to be um, the kind of things that um, both tug at our heart, um, have very bad comedic timing, <laughs> like, oh, I can't but like, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> right, like they're about to kiss, but like a photon torpedo hits the ship and like they get knocked apart and the ship goes to red alert, right? Like we, you know, we want those kinds of like things. We don't want... Um, we don't want to explore abusive relationships and nor will we even the rest of the episode. If you do want to go down that route, right. And there is definitely a place for more serious role-playing uh, where one could explore um, those kinds of relationships. That's kind of a different topic. And all we'll have to say about it is like, you need a lot more safety built around it. Right. And I think, you know, just, just to tag on to that a little bit, I think part of defining what kind of romance you want and what kind of bad romance you want in your game is going to be talking about what that means at your particular table, how dramatic you're willing to let it be and what your lines and veils are in terms of that relationship. Like, I know that I have some very specific lines about what feels abusive to me and what I'm willing to do at the table versus what I'm like, no, thank you. That sounds like, you know, a panic attack. Thank you very much. Like, I don't need to experience that at a game table. I've experienced it in real life. Um, you know, so that's that's one of those conversations of just like, you know, be really clear about where that is. So, um, oh boy, I just realized what my bad romance in a game was. Wow. Oh boy. Right. So, so, and you can, you can even do things that border along, you know, whatever stuff is. That's the whole point of safety, right? Is that you have very clear discussions about where those boundaries are. So then you can tiptoe as close to them as you like. But so it does mean in a bad romance, a lot of us are carrying baggage about previous relationships that didn't work out. It's worth having a pretty detailed discussion about what part of that is fun and what part of that might not be fun and then being able to sidestep the stuff that is not going to be fun whether that means that your relationship is bad like funny like you just never get to have your relationship moments or whether that means that like maybe you fight all the time but like that's okay because you're both comfortable with that at the table i'm personally conflict averse so that wouldn't work for me right but you know yeah. it this is very much a, a calibration moment We've talked about a lot of that stuff before, so use use your calibration tools. Yep, and we're going to talk a little bit about kind of setting up the romance because that's our next that's our next section that we're going to get into is really kind of defining it uh, because for all the things that we just said, right? It, it for safety purposes, for having a uh, mutual understanding of what this romance is and where its problems are um, that'll help things go smoothly in your scenes and things like that so we're going to get into unpacking that in a second so um i, I guess we shouldn't even wait right like let's just jump in yeah um, well, what's the first there's there's maybe one more thing we should jump on from your definition of bad romance sure sure and that is very specifically that like there is not necessarily an expectation that this romance is going to have a happy ending. Yeah, so a bad romance could could wind up ending, right? It could just it could, you know, it could end in kind of tragedy like sadness, like, you know, like this romance existed and then you break up, right, right? for whatever reason. Um or or not, right? right? Like you might, um you might be able to fix these problems, it depends on what they are. 
And it depends on what you as players want out of the game and if you want to telegraph that endpoint with, you know, with that character or not. Yeah. And I think and, and I'm going to umbrella all of this because you had mentioned it under the abusive part. I will mention it under um, just kind of an umbrella thing for these romances. Sure. The romances that we're looking at are inherently loving and consensual. Yeah. Right. Even if they have even if they're complicated, tragic and messy, they're loving and consensual. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're going to get into how to build that. Um because you can kind of wing it, but I also think if you spend a little time brainstorming and jotting some notes on this, you can do like a really good job on it. Yeah. Like you can come up with something you can come up with something that's gonna be really enjoyable in game. Yeah. And you could just reference like nineties media for like loving relationships oh. that are terrible. <laughs> Man, we had a side conversation about this before the show started. Like the nineties in particular. Did a really bad job so on bad. modeling relationships. So unhealthy. Like, communication, yeah. that's bad. Why would I want to communicate with my significant other? Yeah, even, um, I mean, we, you know, I mean, there are countless sitcoms where this is a, a thing. But even, like, we found it to be a problem in uh, Deep Space Nine. Oh, man. I was constantly angry at Deep Space Nine for having really... Okay, here we go. Sidebar. Anyway, right? okay. okay. Are we heading into a side? <laughs> can can I sidebar for a moment? Sidebar I'll, for I'll a moment. I'll say it really quickly. This is apparently my hot take on DS9 relationships. Cisco is the most amazing, like, put together. He's a fantastic leader. He's a fantastic father. He's been in a previous relationship that all the bits of it that we can see of that previous relationship when we get flashbacks and stuff look really healthy and extremely loving. And then he gets into this relationship with Cassidy and he suddenly decides that communicating with her and, like, telling her basic things about himself is no longer a thing that he wishes to do. Yeah. And... (laughs) Yeah, it's it's funny because typically in typically in arcs people get better at relationships. He gets worse he gets, at it. Yeah, he actually gets worse. Their like, their I, initial relationship is super adorable and loving, and I love it. And then he just proceeds to get worse and worse and worse <laughs> until he marries her, and then he's like not telling her anything and taking advice from the Klingon that like he and his wife are in a constant he considers marriage a war and Cisco is like oh really is that how I should be doing it cool and then he just goes back and and I'm like what that's really the problem in the seventh season that Jadzia is not there like Jadzia would have been the the calming voice that would have been like Benjamin she's like like she she's the one who could sit him down and be like you're being a jackass. Go talk about it. Yeah. Yes. And 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 having the benefit of having known both Jennifer and Cassidy. Yes. Right? Like so. Anyway, okay. Okay. We gotta pack that up because that's a whole show unto itself. <laughs> like that was my aside and my hot take about DS9 relationships. Okie dokie. Cool. We're gonna get into setting up the romance, right? So we're gonna like we're gonna do a little work that you should be doing when you want to have one of these bad romances in your game. Uh, And we'll start with the first uh, question, which is. Yeah. How will it be messy? Like, how are you going to do it? I should say we are working from the assumption that you as a GM with an NPC have had a conversation 
with your player at the table and you said, I think it would be interesting for the, for a romance to happen and they've said yes. Or they've said to you, I think it would be cool if this romance happened and you said yes, right? May I mention something that we're in the middle of developing a safety a safety tool, a yeah. romance safety tool that we're in the middle of developing for Ditch Lilies? Yes. I think <laughs> is, okay. So quick aside, yeah. we're going to be assigning a lot apparently a lot, tonight. A lot, a um, lot. Quick aside, the there's a safety tool we used in the Ditch Lilies that were that's currently in development. The yeah, Ditch we're, Lilies game, workshop um, it, but I like it so because far. we needed to have a way to be able to have a quick conversation between uh, GM and player um, about whether or not a romance should occur between um, two characters, uh, whether it's two PCs or PC NPC, right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the shorthand we used, right. This, this is like a little consensual safety tool is, uh, it's called spark. So when a PC and NPC are interacting, the GM can ask and the player could ask as well, but typically like the GM would ask the player, is there a spark? Okay, and then the player can say yes or no. And if the player says yes, they're indicating that, yes, I would like to see a romance form between these two characters. Right. Or it's okay. And that's great. It's okay for flirts to happen. Yes, it's it's okay okay for flirts to happen and then progress from there. And we should say absolutely clearly, because this was part of um, what we're still experimenting with, right? Like, this is the player saying, yes, I am okay with the character being involved in this. And this is your chance as a player to say, nah, I don't think there's attraction. So that's the second part. So if the player says, no, there's no spark. Yes. Then the uh, the GM not only takes that, but also the NPC will not pursue the the NPC will not pursue the character any further. Right. They will not show up somewhere else and try there to hit be. on them. Now, this the last part of that is should the player change their mind, they can then tell the GM at a later date, I think there's a spark now. Yeah. Yep. And and reintroduce the topic. But the GM will never push it back onto the player. It becomes very player empowering. Players get to decide which NPCs they would like to pursue relationships with and when. Mm-hmm. The spark question is the prompt by which uh, the GM can introduce it at a meta level in the game. Or the player can just say it spontaneously. Like this player can be like, oh, um, I'm feeling a spark, GM. Mm-hmm. Right? And the GM can then decide like, whether oh, they okay. want to pursue yeah. that. Right? So it works in both directions, but we're kind of like we've designed it with the idea that it's very player empowering. Yeah. Um, but it it obviously is in works in both directions. It's still rough, but I wanted to throw it out there because yeah, it's something I, that I, we're working on, and it's because in the ditch lilies, it's like any conversation that you're having with any NPC has the potential for flirts, and so as a player, you have to be able to say, uh, "I don't want the flirts coming at me from this conversation." Thank you. Yeah, I mean, the game is about, I mean, the game has a lot of um, kind of sexually charged tension in it, like throughout most of the game. So it is important to just have a very specific safety tool that addresses it. But if you are, um, if you're wanting to do romances, good or bad, um, in your game, that like feel free to co-opt this tool until, you know, until we get it written up into something a little more structured. Yeah. Still, still, still in uh, development, but uh, so far so good. 
Anyway, All right, so returning, so returning to the idea of how will it be messy? <laughs> On messiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the first one is you, it, it could be a character flaw, right? Like it could be something about one of one or both of the people in the relationship. Um, maybe they have trust issues. Maybe they're unreliable. Um, maybe they are kleptomaniac. I don't, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever direction this kind of goes for you, depending on the tone of the game, right? Absolutely. Uh, another another idea is that um, the nature of the relationship between the two um, could be uh, trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for instance, um, they could be on opposite sides of a conflict. They could both be executives in corporations that are attempting to hostily acquire each other in a cyberpunk uh, world. Yeah, that I would play. I like this one. I would just play that. Yeah, That's this the- is, I mean, so this one is what we would call the Romeo and Juliet effect, yeah. right? Like, this yeah. is the warring houses. I want to see this what happens. The, yeah. So that one's, you know, that one's an easy one, but that's definitely a way to have a, a, a bad romance. Right. But that is also the opening that I went with, which is cool. I'm married to the big bad, but we're in an open relationship. So I'm also dating this other person and I would like to date you too, hero. Yes, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, I think we'll find another spot <laughs> where know, that fits as well. We're going to come back to many of those, right? Um, that one comes up a lot, I think. Um, cool. Um, so the situation itself might be causing complications or problems, right? Um, living in different dimensions, for example, or just being really far away. Maybe there's a war going on. Um, any reason that communications might not, you know, be easy or consistent, um, yep. Any reason you might not be able to see each other consistently, etc. Right? Exactly. Um, the other one could be that other relationships oh, that yeah, either that of the characters have yeah. are in are 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 causing problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So one of them could be that someone like either the NPC or the character is in a relationship. Right. In many a rom com, right, we see that um, we see that like one character is engaged. Yeah. And the other one is falling in love, you know, even though that person's engaged. Yep, that, that happens. That's a problem. Yeah. Um, sometimes uh, they might be old friends, mm-hmm. right? This could be, you know, this could be problematic because, you know, you now have the complication of the friendship and the romance and the thing, like all of that. I mean, that. that's a will they, won't they, but but mix it in with some other things, right? Like pick and choose and blend these. Exactly. And, yeah. Uh, the other one, which um, could be that you are uh, you are the sibling to, or maybe even dating the big bad, mm-hmm. uh, that's a problem. And then, like you said, because I'll just go back to that, you can then start mixing these, right? Yes. So you don't have to just pick one of these. Yeah. Um, you could pick a different one for uh, each of the characters. So one of them lives in a in a dimension that only appears every now and then, and the other one is unreliable. <laughs> Oh no! So every time the dimension appears, they're not necessarily maybe there. Maybe they'll be there or not, or maybe they'll this get there late. This relationship is dead on arrival, like that. <laughs> see, see how mixing them up makes uh, can make some bad romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> well done, well done thank indeed. You, thank you. Okay. All right. So then, after we know what the problems are. We need to figure out how these problems are going to express themselves. Yeah, so um, we need to know exactly how it's going to make things messy, 
right? And and it's best if you actually have several ideas of how it will manifest. So in the example that we just used, like that would make it very messy because you would not see each other or communicate very often, right? But that's also kind of a one trick pony because it would just have to be the same thing every time. So we could vary it up, right? So maybe part of the problem is is that when the dimension opens, that's that's one of them. Uh, the other one could be it's unreal. It's um, it's random how long um the how long the person can remain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in the dimension, so mm-hmm. maybe it's not always a problem about when will it open. Like it's open and they're here. We just don't know how long they're going to be here for. Sure, and I mean the other person being unreliable, maybe unreliable is only one of their problematic traits right like that's the other part of this is you can just mix in some more stuff to make this more complicated if you need to exactly um maybe they're unreliable and also uh, you know have trust issues so if they're late but then the other person has already disappeared because we don't know how long they can stay then they don't trust them that they showed up you know Oh, well, and they're unreliable really could be a couple things, right? So maybe it's that they don't show up. Maybe it's that um, things like um, they uh, took a mission slash job um, because they're unreliable, right? So they don't, they didn't remember that the portal was opening on this date. So they took a mission or job and now the person has to come with them on the mission oh, like this boy. is their romance like this is <laughs> this their romantic is their time romantic getaway but they're like also like on a tiny one person ship that was only intended for one person like yeah, doing like, doing a really awkward unpleasant long term haul with only like dried rations yeah i mean so these are like again <laughs> these are the things like look for and get creative with like how do these problems manifest in different ways? Because that will, we're going to talk about this in a second, but having a list of those is going to be important in terms of keeping this uh, fresh. Right. And yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote down other notes, but I think we actually covered it pretty well. So I'm not going to jump sure, into sure. those. Okay. So, but there's a a few key other things you also have Mm -hmm. to know about this relationship, even though we know it's really problematic, right? So one of them is very specifically what keeps you both in the relationship. Like, why are you both still committed to trying this? And what would it take for you to give up on it, right? And and I'm just going to note really quick, just to be as inclusive as possible, um, all of our examples right now are using two people, mm-hmm. uh, but we clearly recognize that romantic relationships can easily include more than two people. Um, it's just easier for us to say it as uh, as two people in a relationship. But once again, just for the sake of being inclusive, we recognize uh, poly relationships, same sex relationships. We're like as long as it's consensual and loving, um, we're totally down with your relationships. I see all of all of my examples. I have been thinking. I know of. yours were very poly, but then, but then you, but, but you have in some of your other examples been like these two people. I just sure, I wanted to make sure. sure that we were like as sure. broad as possible. Okay, that's fair. You're you, okay. Yeah. Good. Um, just in case, I don't yeah, think I, I, I don't think our average listener would be like you terrible you know, humans. I mean, yes. Okay. Well, here's what we can say. It's easier to talk about this when we're just talking about two individuals right now because we're trying to pare it down to just how you build it with the building blocks, right? The moment you start increasing it to like a triad, 
then yes. you have all of the more connection points where you're creating the list of difficulties between all of the people, which is fantastic. But also yes. for the sake of simplification, we're going to bring it back down for the moment. And then you can take this and extrapolate, right? That's my point. Okay, that's where we were That's what. That's <laughs> what I was trying to say. It was like, listen, it's easy to talk about these things with two people. But yes, you can just do them with more people. <laughs> more. And yes, they get more interesting and more complicated yes. um, as you increase the the number of linkages. Okay. This anyway, might I'm sorry. be the place where I just mentioned, we, we had it later in the notes to bring it up, but if you're interested in more uh, like, this is very specifically triangulation, but we did an episode specifically on romantic... Love triangles, triangles. Um, yep. in episode 198. Um, so, like, if you're specifically looking for triad-y stuff, um, check that one out. Yes. I like triangles in games. Anyway. Um, uh, that's exactly how we got onto that topic. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving right Anyway, along. so what keeps you in a relationship is a really good question, right? Because we're going to put some, you're going to put some obstacles on this relationship that's going to make it tough but for some reason, and, and and again, this doesn't have to be forever, but in the here and now, these characters wish to remain in the relationship. Yes. And so there has to be something that they're getting out of that relationship that makes them want to stay. Right? Yeah, absolutely. They, so, so it can't just be all the time awful, horrible, bad, bad. Like there's something here that they're getting, that they're both getting out of whatever this situation is that is still giving them life in some way. Um, even if even if the balance of giving life versus, like, taking energy is almost hitting, like, equilibrium, you can't tip it past that. When you tip it past that equilibrium, that's when somebody's going to leave, right? Yes. But so there's there's something. And then finally, the other, the last question, uh, as we're setting this up, is: Can the problem slash problems be overcome? And if so, how would that be? Like, can the person trapped in the other dimension eventually reside in the in the same dimension as their lover? Yeah, is that possible? Or, and, and if it is, how will it? How will it be accomplished? Right. Like, that will be important. Now, on um, the other hand, and this is just a, an important thing for me, I don't think that there should be an expectation that characters are going to change their personality to overcome things. So for me, the ones that I don't necessarily see as overcomable, they're either something you accept about someone or not, um, are character flaws, right? Sure. I think that's uh, I think that's a very noteworthy um, distinction, right? That yeah. the problem, if it's like something external, like um, you're the sister of the big bad, right? That is a thing that can be overcome by capturing the big bad, right? Potentially, or or you know, transdimensional travel, or you know, yes, teleportation or whatever fixes a distance problem. But like, so then the person who would be coming from the other dimension still has to decide if they're okay with the level of unreliability or not. Yeah, and and I guess on character flaw a a character themselves could choose to attempt oh, to yeah. overcome oh, their yeah. flaw so sure. the unreliable character could attempt to become more responsible a and we'll get into resolving these things in a moment because um it's going to touch on um 
a whole other discussion. Um, but yes, I so I do think that there are kind of, like there are some ways that you can frame those where it's not unhealthy. It is unhealthy if the other person attempts yes. to correct it. Thank you. Right. Yes. So yeah, it is unhealthy if if the person who is not having the the, the personality flaw, the one outside of it, yes, is trying like, to fix, fix the other this. one. Yeah. That is not healthy. But if the other person is like, look, my unreliability is screwing up my ability to show up when you appear in this dimension. And I really like I need to make a wholehearted effort to be better at it. I'm going to write myself notes and I'm going to like set alarms on my phone or whatever. Like <laughs> that is perfectly fine. Yeah. May it may or may not may or work may not depending work. on yeah. the nature of how much in your game or how much in your philosophy you believe people can change, mm-hmm. but it's nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it is. It is a. It, I mean, it is a whole other potential bad romance moment to have someone move all the way from another dimension, move in with this person, and then be like, "You're so unreliable," and then then be like, "I've always been like this," and then the other person be like. Well, I thought you would change, right? Like that's <laughs> now. Now let me also now inject a little RPG stuff into this. There are games where you can um, buy off or change your flaws, and if that was one of the things that made your bad romance, sure. like for instance, if I'm playing a fate game, sure, and my trouble aspect is I'm unreliable. There are mechanisms in fate to change your sure. uh, trouble aspect. Yeah. And so maybe at the end of a major arc, I choose, I don't want to be unreliable anymore. Yes. And I pick a new aspect. I still have to have a trouble, but I pick a new aspect and I get rid of unreliable and that is going to help the relationship. I still will have other like troubles that will get me into trouble and get me fate points, but I will now get rid of this unreliable piece that will make me... Um, make this relationship better. That is perfectly valid. Like that's a thing you can do because that's that, that is literally part of the, of the game. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the character decides to make a change. The player actually the, decides the player. to make the change. Well, the player for the decides to make the change for the character, but the agency remains with the person making the change. Yes, that's the which is exactly <laughs> I think the important part, right? Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is the agency and consent. We're we're talking lots of word circles this evening, a little bit. <laughs> No, I think, listen, I all of this gets into, all of this fundamentally orbits um, consent and safety and things like that, right? Especially when we get into talking about modeling um, romances in games, right? Because if you gamify it too much, it can be kind of icky. Yeah. Um, like, there's, there's just some, there. you just have to tread, tread carefully and just always consent, consent, consent. Yeah. You can never reaffirm consent too much in one of these things. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So now we got to talk about like now we understand. Now we understand what the problem is. What what is going to make up this bad romance? We now actually have to let it play out. Yes. And in order to do that, we need to talk about arcs. Yes. Um, we need to talk about story arcs in particular because all relationships are a story arc. Right. Which I swear we had an episode on also, but I couldn't find it earlier. So uh, Google it up. I probably gave it a funny but totally incomprehensible name. 
go sure. past Zenda. <laughs> and, and what we mean by story arcs is that all relationships, whether you do it in one session, like a one shot, or whether you do it in um, a series of interconnected sessions, uh, or whether you do it throughout the span of a whole campaign. Um, <laughs> You're talking to Siri? <laughs> Apparently somehow that... What? that happened? Uh, Apparently that line, um, that line set Siri off. Sorry. Um, anyway, I may or may not edit that. We'll find out. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> what were you saying? Story. Arcs. So what I mean is that all story arcs have a beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. Um, in a romance. It, it's going to have a different kind of look, not a different, but it's going to have a look to it because romances kind of tend to follow a certain set of tropes. Sure. Um, do you want to kind of do you want to kind of break down? Um, do you want to kind of break down what it, uh, the story arc of a romance looks like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like if we just if we think about media romances, right? Sure, sure. There's the meat, cute meat. Hopefully, sure. it's cute meat. And, and, and sometimes that can be multiple times, right? Yeah. Like that could just happen multiple times before anything else happens. Yes. So you meet them. Um, then there is attraction, in which you realize that you are attracted to the person. <laughs> and this is where we would... So the the transition from meet to attraction, this is where our spark tool yes. goes right there. Yep. And that's just so like, right there, you got meet. And then before you jump on this train that does the relationship story arc anywhere along it, or, or even points you in that direction, you can say, eh, nah. Not not Correct. into it. Yeah. I'm not into Chad from Big Mugs. Um, yes. Cool. So attraction. Um, and then there is the first kiss. If it is weak, she will think you weak. And if it's comical, she will think you a clown. <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> Bonus points if you know where that quote came oh, from. Oh my God. Okay. I suspect many of our listeners. I think will know so. That quote. I think so. It's such a good movie. I love it. Um, good. And then there is the relationship. So now you have some sort of steady setup where you're seeing each other or have some sort of agreement about seeing each other, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then introduces challenges. Yep. Which is the fun part. <laughs> what can you throw at this relationship that will stress it a little bit? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that, that can just like your relationship can just stay in that in that phase for a while. Right. Yeah. Challenges, relationship, challenges, challenges relationship. relationship. And then there can be an outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, there doesn't have to be. Your outcome could be that the campaign ends and you remain together happily ever after. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it's fine. That is an outcome. The outcome could be that um, one of the challenges puts too much stress on the relationship and you don't end up staying together. Right. Uh, yeah, or maybe you have to uh, reside with the wormhole aliens for a while okay. before you can come back. I have. Oh boy, no more DS Nine hot takes. We already did that. <laughs> <laughs> I have some feels about this. Some of this. Okay. You have to return to your people. Uh huh. In the Great Link. <laughs> right. It's the only. <laughs> this is the only healthy relationship on the whole damn space station. <laughs> These are outcomes. These are outcomes, right? They they bring some sort of finality to uh, to the relationship, and again, that's why you can kind of stay in the relationship challenge portion of this, is that you don't actually have to have an outcome, but 
but you can. Right. At some point, you may. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, so now, understanding these kind of these these phases that we've outlined, and again, different romance stories have different phases, but just sticking with this general one, which is pretty generic, um, you need to start thinking about how the problem manifests in each of these phases. Right. Right? Because they're definitely, the problems are a constant. Yes. For the most part. Yeah. But how they appear in different phases will differ based on the nature of what each phase is about. Right. So, so if we keep using our example about the unreliable person and the trans-dimensional person who doesn't yes. know how quite how long they will be able to stay for, they're leaning in for their first kiss, and just as their lips begin to brush, the trans-dimensional person disappears. Yes, the drum roll, that's called. Yes. <laughs> If we're talking about other bad romances. <laughs> yeah, Ted we, Mosby I, has his own fair share. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite episode, so. I know. Drum roll, please. I know. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yes. So, yeah, that's a great, like, that's a great example of how does the problem affect first kiss, right? So we think we're about to have the first kiss. But then we don't. Yeah. <laughs> right? Which means that the next adventure is going to be all about the first yes, kiss again. Getting the first kiss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and you can't express it the same way every time, right? Like, you really couldn't pull that trick more than once. Maybe twice. Maybe. Can, can I just pause you for a second? Yeah. I just had a um, idea that... One has to get recorded and two probably written into the notes so we don't forget cool. it. Um, turning point. Should I break up with my trans-dimensional lover? <laughs> I know we don't often do lighter turning point ones, but I kind of feel like this would be a pretty decent turning point. Um, uh, a turning point ad- adventure. Uh, dilemma. Turning point dilemma, right? Like... I feel like this one would be really good. Like just this thing, like the problem around your first kiss, the the time that you disappeared when something happened. This is essentially the time traveler's wife, yes. right? Like this is, yep. if we're being very clear, right? This is, um, <laughs> this story has been done. It's called the time traveler's wife. And um, uh, it is also very good. Yes. Cool. Good. Yep. Okay. Well, I wrote it down for you. We'll, okay. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Where, where where actually were we? I think we were... Well, now we're into playing out the romance arc. Yeah. So, we've talked about, like, we talked about thinking about how the problem's going to manifest in all the phases. But now, like, we got to actually just kind of talk about, like, getting this romance arc going. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, and, and there's a couple of questions about where, what what is this romance's place in your plot right is this the main story of the campaign or is this a b plot or is yeah, this so the like an, b plot that accidentally takes over the main plot <laughs> that happens that happens maybe we'd, that's an interesting discussion we could have one day <laughs> when when, when, your secondary when plot your b plot takes over, takes over your oh i had that happen once in a game and it was it was like amazing like oh i guess we're doing this now became the Cool. I don't want to diverge anymore. Yeah, we're already we're, yeah, yeah. running late. Cool. Um, cool. So so that's worth figuring out, right? 
um, just where, where does this fall? Um, and then the next thing you have to sort out is how fast will you move from phase to phase in the relationship? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, um, I, this might be a bit too young for you, but this is literally what I call the Sam and Diane problem in reference to, uh, to cheers, which is the, how long will this, will they, won't they go on before, you know, it can't possibly go on any longer. Right. Um, or not. Right. Like sometimes it just, you know, oh, I guess the 90s equivalent of that would be the um, the Ross and Rachel. Yeah, I didn't watch Friends either. But but there was you're really not helping. I me know. On this. Can you do it in Buffy terms, please? <laughs> um, take, well, then I think I'll it's take Buffy for five. Oh, well, then it's easy. Then that's that. That's just like when when will Buffy and Angel get it on? Oh right. God. Like that. And then they have. Oh, boy, talk about a bad romance, because sometimes he turns fucking evil. Uh, yes, right? That's a, like a that's great a big, bad romance. A big character flaw right there. <laughs> There's also the part where she's, you know, the vampire slayer, and he's, and he's a, a vampire. vampire. But it, Which yeah. is even funnier when later it's Spike, but I like Spike better. Yes. <laughs> Okay, we can't we can't pause on this. We have no, to no, it's going. fine, it's fine. Like this is all really good stuff, but it, it highlights like these are great examples of bad romances. Like yeah, these so are problems. Bad. They're yeah. not healthy. <laughs> Correct. They're not good. Okay. Okay. So we so we talked about about how big this how big this is going how prominent I should say this is going to be in your game, how fast it's going to move from phase to phase, um, and then. You've got to actually then create some scenes for this romance to occur, right? If it's your B plot, then you definitely have to make spaces in the game for romance to occur. Yeah. Um, and you're going to need, again, and I can't say this enough times, you got, you got to vary things up so it doesn't get stale. So sometimes you're going to create a space for the romance and there's going to be the problem. Yeah. And sometimes the problem is going to be a minor inconvenience. Sometimes it's going to be a major problem. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you're going to create a space and there's not going to be a problem. Right. They can just have a good, like, they can just have good romantic time together. Yeah, because that's how you evolve the relationship if you want them to keep moving down the path. Sometimes it, you have a good relationship, you think, and then your fiance turns into a giant praying mantis person who eats your father's dead body. Uh, that's that is a thing that happened. It in was your problematic. Game. Yeah, we broke up. <laughs> yeah. So what I'll say about those scenes without problems is these are the scenes where you can then help build the reason why they're still together. Yeah. Right. So the problem ones are the challenges that they're kind of facing in the relationship. And the ones without the problem are the ones that kind of build upon like this is why. Like, ultimately, when these problems don't arise, they're like a really good couple for each other. Right. Or at least they have, even if you have scenes in which it's minor or even when it's major, um, as long as you carve out some time to have those moments so that we can see why they are willing to make this attempt, um, it's really helpful. And it's, it's also good for the player. Yeah. Like, it's good for the player yeah. to have these moments that are like, oh, right, this is why I'm still in love with this character. This character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, um, 
So, and again, variety, again, think beat analysis, right? You don't want to have the pro, you don't want to have like problem, 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 no problem, right? Because then like you get numb to it. You want to like vary these, right? So you want like, you want like big problem, no problem, little problem, no problem, big problem, big problem, no problem. Like just keep it, keep it varied. It's going to keep people paying attention and it'll make it feel fresh. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, and then lastly, what we want to touch on um, is um, lastly, we want to touch on if the problem can be overcome, it also will probably be its own story arc. Yes. The actual so, overcoming. Yes. Like if, you know, if you need to like if you need to build a device to anchor the person into this dimension, then maybe it's going to take several um, sessions to do that, or maybe it requires a special material that's going to require a special adventure to go find it, that kind of thing, whatever it is to then then anchor that person in uh, the dimension and solve the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other part of that is once it has been overcome, um, I would say most of the time, don't have it come back, right? Like... Unless there's some sort of reason (laughs) or unless you want it to be a sheer tragedy, right? Like if it's just going to be like if the device doesn't work or someone steals the gem that the person has to wear to anchor them in this reality um, and then they can't get back or whatever, right? Like if you want it to be a tragedy, you can do that. If you want it to have a happy ending, don't bring the problem back. Yeah, if the player is like, look, I'm setting out on this arc because... I love this person and I want um, I want to be with them. And so I'm going to put in the story time to kind of get rid of the problem so that we can remain together. Right. Don't undo um, that. Don't undo that without having talked to the character, like to player, the player yeah. and being like, hey, do you want to take this to a truly tragic, like sad place? Because <laughs> yeah. maybe they'll be like, yeah, absolutely I do. Like, thanks for, you know, thanks for reading ahead. Or they might be like, no, I'm like... I'm like trying to get ready to like retire this character and I want them like, you know, to go through this arc so that um, they can be with the one they love. Yeah. Yep. So have the conversation. It, yeah. You, again, I think we said this earlier, <laughs> you can't affirm consent on these things too, too many much. times. Yeah. Just ask, yeah. just communicate, you know. Okay. So I, then, so that's our take on bad romances, right? So what we talked about is, uh, first really defining what your bad romance is going to be, right? Coming up with, you know, what's the problems? How does it manifest itself? Um, why are they in love? Can it be overcome? Then we talked about like playing out the arc of the romance and having the problem express itself in different phases of the romance, um, as well as understanding, uh, where in your overall plot structure, the romance is going to reside. And then finally, Uh, Making spaces, scenes, that is, scenes or adventures, making spaces for the romance. Um, And then ultimately, if you're going to conclude it, how you kind of conclude the problem and let the romance uh, run the rest of its course and maybe take it to an outcome or not. Yeah, depending on what you're doing with it. Absolutely. Cool, 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 cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Quincy. That was a good, that was a great topic. Question. It's Uh, it's like he knows what kind of things I play in games. Damn you. It helps, when, it helps when people in your game group are tossing <laughs> out ideas for your show. 
Um, <laughs> hey, in order to get this show closed, which is the thing that we do like to do from time to time, uh, we need to talk about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. Uh, what do you got? So tonight I'm going to tell you about bonus experience with Monica and Ray, where they have awesome game playing, game running, and game designing conversations along with sparkling water and peanut butter and onion sandwiches from Margaret, who is the editor. Margaret, can you edit our show, please, too? I don't edit anymore. Please? Will you Yeah, come? or we just... No. Damn. Don't do edits. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, say, Senda, where do people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com. Or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. Or you can stitch us a TikTok, but it's a little bit of a treasure hunt to find us, isn't it? But if you're following us on Twitter, we use the same handles. I use the same handle. You should change yours. I use it. Did um, you oh, I you did. You didn't change it, but you can change it. You should change it. I should change it. You should change it, it so that I can it. say the thing that I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fair. All right. That's the thing I got to do. Good. And anyway, once people find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? Well, hey, you can do exactly what Quincy did today by throwing us out a topic to discuss. Um, and then that's what we do. We discuss it. Uh, we really pride ourselves on not coming up with our own topics, not because we're lazy, Okay, a little bit because yeah, we're lazy, lazy, but mostly mm-hmm. because what we really want to come from the show is advice and information that will help you uh, have more enjoyable games when you game. So we really are invested in the idea of talking about things that are relevant to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we love when you give us um, either qu- either full of straight out questions, topics, um, just something you want to hear us talk about and share ideas on. It, it really doesn't matter. We um, we're really good at spinning these things out into into an episode. So just you know, toss it out there um, because really what we want to do is just we want you to have better games. And um, if anything that we say will lead to that, then that really is uh, very fulfilling for us um, because it's just cool. Like everybody should have cool games. And uh, we want to do. We want to help you get there. Okay, if you like what we do here on the Mister Mark Network or elsewhere, um, consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to Patreon.com/mmp. Patrons of the show get all sorts of good things. The Slack Room for Life is what I'm going to lead with. Uh, a excellent collection of wonderful humans talking about gaming, uh, food, a lot of food talk, mm. uh, general life stuff. Um, surviving the pandemic, all those things. Uh, it's just a great place to just have like a little community of people. I highly recommend it. Um, it's very nice. Uh, I go there quite often. Uh, we also have uh, Friday luncheons uh, where we get together and uh, meet up. And we meet up and have uh, lunch together virtually. Or second um, breakfast. I, fair enough. I was just going to say lunchtime <laughs> is 1230 Eastern. So it's lunch for it's lunch for us East Coasters and, you know, insert whatever uh, meal fits best for you. Uh, if you are not an East Coast uh, person, that's fine. Um, yes. So all of those things, um, supporting the Patreon cam- campaign does a whole bunch of things for us, like paying the bills and keeping the lights on and all that stuff. And we're um, truly grateful uh, for all of your patronage um, all the time. If you are already patroning the show, which uh, we appreciate greatly, thank you very much. And if you're unable to patron the show, that's okay. Um, there's another thing you can do for us that doesn't cost anything, and it's that's just to get other people to listen to us. Obviously, 
you've already told everybody in your friend in your friend chain <laughs> that uh, to listen to us. So thank you. Um, but there's another thing you can do that is outside of your immediate circle of friends also helps us. Um, and it helps us in a way that is hard for us, which is to get strangers to listen to the show. Right? Um, yeah. Because, because we trust all of you guys have told right. all your friends, but how do we get like people who don't even know any of us right. to listen? Because we want their ideas too. Right. How can we get those people to listen to the show. Well, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every new review we get really does actually help brand new people who've never heard of us before find the show, which is like the greatest, right? And thank you so very, very much to everyone who has already left a review. We super duper duper appreciate it. They um, make our hearts warm and fuzzy on the inside and, and happy. And warm and 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 like eating of the and bamboo. More adjectives. More more warm, happy, Synonyms fuzzy, and... warm, gently, softly. Okay, burning. you said warm like four times. <laughs> say, say, Senda. Um, what's gonna be the big problem in your next bad romance? This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Click, click, boom. That's a song. Yeah, I know, because you've done it before. I know. Well, I'm but on I a don't roll anyway. know it. <laughs> click, click, boom is actually in the time frame of music I'm listening to right now. Uh, Hang on. I'm going to back my mic up and that's going to cause some noises. Bunkada, bunkada, bunkadas. I know, but I just want to do it now before. Yeah, do it now, not later. There we go. That's better. Um, yeah, no, I'm um, I'm kind of like, I, I've been doing this thing and I, I, I won't talk about it for very long because we need to get in the show and these things aren't really that relevant, but, but, but I've been making these four year blocks of music. <laughs> So I, I'm doing this the next is- one, which is um, from the time from when I was in grad school to when I left grad school and got my first job. So 94 through 98. This is totally Bamboo Lounge content, just so you know. I know, but we have other Bamboo Lounge content. That's- anyway, maybe a future Bamboo Lounge will talk about yeah, this. Yeah, but yeah. in the meantime, we have show to do. Yeah, we do. We totally do. We totally, okay. totally do. Let's do that then. Totally do. Do you need to prep me on what weird thing you're gonna say when you say the host bit so that i don't mess it up and have to edit it again because i actually had to edit it last week and i was like "Ugh, what is this <laughs> I, I i think that would predicate the fact that i don't make it up literally as i'm saying it <laughs> okay. which i normally do but now since you've asked i think okay. what we'll do is um is that um we'll say something like uh I'm your host who's trapped in an alternate dimension, Phil. Cool. Whatever. And then like like each one of will like each pick a problem. Okay. Okay. I can do that. Like I'm your host Senda who's dating the big bad. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Just I'm something. the big bad's poly wife. <laughs> yes. I would like to date both of you at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. That sounds like a disaster and totally a love triangle that I would do. Oh, my God. 
Okay, well, now we have to do the show. Jeez. And don't forget the magic, don't forget the secret word. <laughs> There's two secret words together. Well, yeah, the secret phrase. The secret phrase. Don't forget the secret phrase. Okay, I got the secret phrase. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the show's going to be ridiculous. Are you going to start the show or not? <laughs> I'm just putting that out there so that later I know. I'm like it waiting. is ridiculous. I'm like waiting, watching the timestamp to write it down when you actually start. <laughs> Well, if you'll stop laughing, I'll start. <sighs> oh. oh, caught in caught a bad, in a romance. bad romance. <laughs> Yeah, good. We both just boom, did that boom. instead of do, the actual do, do, song. Do, 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 do. Oh, you're still doing the actual song. Good, good job. Well done.